da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you serious? Showtime. Well, the wait is over, ma'am, fam. It is Aquaman time on Mad About Movies. And uh, joining us today for our review is Brian and Richard, my co-hosts. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's up? And uh, joining me in this adventure is a man by the name or moniker of Batman Shane. Yeah. Hey, guys. How are you? Good might, to be here. Might be uh, Aquaman Shane after tonight. We'll have to see. <laughs> I am I am super pleased to announce that I, I did pass my uh, Batman board certification for the year, <laughs> the, the L-Bats. So I'm still qualified uh, to nice. be your nice. Batman expert for the next three years. So I'm good. Do you have business cards yet? We need to get you some business cards. <laughs> I do. They're, they're just their batarangs. So I just throw them. All right. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that that would be perfect shape. A little bat symbol, you know. It's just really thick batarangs. Though. No contact <laughs> info. It's just your name. It's like, <laughs> there's no way to. I so just brand people. That's yeah, yeah. I just brand people with my info. Good having a conversation with you. Uh, would you mind holding still for a second and then just <laughs> press brand into their forehead? <laughs> Never forget me now. uh so so shane is qualified for a number of reasons first he works at a major studio which shall remain nameless for um (laughs) non-disclosure reasons and but i always like to say very astute early listeners of the podcast can find it somewhere yeah in some dropped hints at at points but we don't want to uh put your job at risk by making any (laughs) opinions public um so yeah shane Works at a major studio. It's one of the one of the four big majors. I'll say that. And Summit. also Summit Summit Pictures. And uh, <laughs> and also, you're uh, you're probably the most well versed person I've ever met. Uh, definitely, I've ever met, but uh, that I'll ever meet um, in all things DC and DC EU and DC Comics and Batman and Superman and uh, Cyborg. Right, you know, <laughs> that's right. And so that was my minor, I believe, in in, in college was a cyborg, Borg Nation, all the way, <laughs> Borg Nation. That's right, exactly. Um, so yeah, you're definitely uh, the most qualified person of the three of us to be here. Uh, you're the you're the first most qualified person, and uh, and so that makes you our guest of honor again for all things DC. You've joined us in the past for. Uh, Justice League and for the Dark Knight trilogy and others. And so here we are. Probably the most anticipated DC movie of all time, would you say? Yeah. It's been, been a roller coaster, that's for sure. That's <laughs> all, the, all the ups and downs we've had with all these DC movies. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I would say this is probably, I don't know about the most anticipated. I bet that was probably Justice League. But I think that more people were interested in this one because it was, you know, you didn't know how this one was going to turn out, really. Exactly. Yeah, this is probably the most... I would say skeptical the DC fans have been uh, in a while going into a movie. And so I'm excited to see uh, the reaction from them as we come out of it. So I came out of Aquaman about eight minutes ago. Uh, saw it <laughs> right before here. I'm primed to talk Emerged about it. Emerged from the ocean. I emerged yeah. ocean to ocean. And uh, <laughs> and here I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. So we will go with general thoughts first. And uh, then we'll get into spoilery stuff a little bit later. No movie news here. We'll get that covered in another episode. We talked, uh, I guess, Mary Poppins Returns, too, as well, this week. Minus me. But uh, it's probably all the better for that. (laughs) So, um, 
General thoughts. Um, this movie was completely bonkers, overstuffed, over the top, um, about an hour too long, and uh, I would say never stopped introducing new things, which we'll talk about. But uh, having said that, I think it was perfectly fine as a superhero movie that's just meaning to hit the average median audience. Uh, it was certainly more watchable than some other superhero movies that I've seen this year. Uh, Venom. And it made me, <laughs> Venom. I wouldn't say optimistic for the future of DC, but it certainly made me believe that they can, they can pump out a C plus to a B minus every single time and do just fine financially and not take any risks and kind of hit that note without trying to say much more than's on the surface. And I know that's mm. a cliche, but this movie tries to say a lot, which we'll talk about too. But, um, but I think from a visual standpoint, I think they, they can hit the note that they need to hit from a spectacle standpoint. I think if they steer clear of, trying to make things too dark and gritty, crossing over characters prematurely, and mm. also uh, hiring directors that um, can move a camera or have a, at least a sensibility of what an audience wants to see. So having said that, uh, yeah, this movie was overstuffed. It was cliche, but I think it, in, in kind of the Bohemian Rhapsody way, despite that, I think it pleases the people that, went to go see it and they'll be excited about future trips to Atlantis or whatever. So I think it, it probably is only going to anger people that are um, not fans of the property and never will be fans of the property. But I think it's uh, it's, it's generic enough to win people over and to, it's a better starting point than justice league for DC. If you're going to introduce your, your universe with something, I would rather it be this than, um, than BVS or um, or even yeah Justice League, but uh, but yeah that's my that's my general impression of it. Um, let's go with Batman Shane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I I absolutely agree with Kent in the sense that I do I do think this movie is a little bit overstuffed, but ultimately I I think this is fine, right? I, you know I think that that DC it can now officially say they can do exactly what Marvel can in the sense that they can make a totally mediocre like down the road, you know, superhero movie. Right. Um, I, you know, uh, this movie had some ups and some downs for me. I, I think, um, it had a couple of clunky scenes, I think. And I, and I do think that, um, it maybe tried to bite off a little bit more than it can chew, but ultimately, you know, if, if you let me make an Aquaman movie, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I would have done differently, uh, than what James Wan did. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in terms of an Aquaman movie, I think that it was pretty much as fine as fine gets. I don't, this is not a movie that I'm going to, you know, treasure in the, in the family keepsakes for the next 40 years, but it's not a movie that I would, uh, hesitate to rewatch when I catch it on HBO next year or something, you know? Um, but it was, yeah, it was enjoyable. And I think it kind of, it accomplished what it set out to do. Uh, but I do kind of, uh, I, I, did anybody else kind of get the the feeling like I, this movie would have been so much better, and if, if this was done before Justice League? Yes, right? gosh, or even yeah. before BVS, because don't they introduce him in BVS? Uh, 
Aquaman. He gets like a one, like a one second cameo. File yeah. scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, the file scene. Yeah, and there was one line of dialogue in in Aquaman that sets this after the events of Justice League. But it's like, man, if if this movie would have come out first, I think Justice League would have been so much better because you cared more about Aquaman and Arthur Curry and. You know, um, but yeah, just on a general level, I, I, I think this movie was enjoyable and I, I think it was fine. All right. B Gill or RB, who wants to step up to the plate? Here? Get after it, Brian. Yeah. So I think you're both on to something. I I would say I would say that this is I, I think this movie sucks, but it functionally sucks versus BVS and Suicide Squad and Justice League of, of being a complete utter pile of garbage, you know? Um, I tried, I tried to be, I always try to go in as open-minded as possible, given what we know about studios, what we know about cast, what we know about trailers, all that sort of stuff. So I try really hard to come in with a, if not a positive mindset, then, then as open as possible. Um, and so I, man, I tried. I tried so hard with this one. I, I'll say this more, much more so than BBS than than Justice League. Any of the others. I totally get why this one is enjoyable um, to people who really who, who really dig this. I I give James Wan a lot of credit for at the very for at the very least for this movie having a color palette finally instead of just grayscale and like neon black light paint, which has been most of these movies outside of, of Wonder Woman has been what, what this whole universe has been. So that was, that was a plus. Um, yeah, you both mentioned like it's, it's overstuffed and that I think is, is, is being kind. It's incredibly, I mean, it's just like bursting at the seams with stuff and it's just too much. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't like, I don't like the aesthetic. I don't like this frat boy Aquaman thing that, that we've got going here. I, you know, in the opening, the opening Aquaman sequence has him literally wearing a wallet chain while he's chain on wallet, a submarine. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I feel like that lose kind your of wallet sums while up. you're flying through. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> it just kind of sums up this, the whole look of what we're going for with this fratty aquaman and i can't i can't stand it now the, the flip side of that is i understand that that some people do like it. now so so what i would say <laughs> i just want to head off the dc fanboy stuff at the past of just like if you love this movie i get it it's fine it's totally fine if you cannot handle any of us like being critical of movie then please just turn the podcast off and come back Another time when we agree with you or don't come back. It's fine. I don't, it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> like I, I, it's, I, I don't understand why, like Shane, Shane is the biggest DC fan that I know and probably will ever know. And we can agree to disagree, right? Like that, that yeah. I mean, your grade for Batman V Superman versus my grade for Batman V Superman. Like we can agree that, that those are, we can agree to disagree on that and we can still have a, you know, a civil conversation about it. I don't understand why. Um, and, and, and also there are plenty of things for which you can make fun of me for, and that's fine too. Like, I don't care. I don't get the, the animosity that immediately comes out of, uh, 
of the 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 DC side of of things of just like, well, if you don't like this, then you suck, you know, and stuff like that. It's like it's <laughs> it's okay, it's okay that this is not for me, and that it is for you. I hate Post Malone. I can't stand it, and yet I understand that there are millions of people who really enjoy what he does. So that and that's fine. You're welcome to it. Um, so that anyway, if if you can't handle it, just just walk away. But um, I. I'm almost as frustrated with this as I am as I was with the previous installments, even though, again, it is significantly more enjoyable and uh, maybe progress by default in some ways. But it's definitely better than all these these than the previous movies outside of Wonder Woman. Definitely. But at the same time, you just want to be like, why can't anybody? Why is there not one person in the higher ups at Warner Brothers DC who understands story and can edit a, a bloated, overstuffed storyline into a slim... I mean, is two hours too much to ask what for? What happens, I, I won't Brian? 90 minutes, but I'll take two hours. Like, just yeah. s- streamline this and get it down to something that feels more necessary because you already have this, the, the cards stacked against you based on to what you already said, uh, uh, Shane. Like, there's no... This should have come long before Justice League if not also Batman v Superman, it's just so like the, the, the cards are stacked against you. Can you not just start us off in a good place? And it didn't that the opening sequence with Kidman is atrocious and it moves directly into the first Harry Potter movie with him, like talking to the shark in the aquarium. And then it moves directly into this submarine with black manta and his dad that is also an atrocious scene they're just they're so bad that's such a bad way to start this all off and then you know it just kind of it kind of goes from there for me every time the movie again it's significantly more enjoyable than than other previous movies in this series but like every time it started to gain momentum then it was time for a flashback that i don't care about you know or it was time for Amber Heard to come on screen and do the worst acting that I've ever seen. You know, it, and it's just, it's so, it was so frustrating to me because this is one, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Suicide Squad, to me, are complete lost causes from, from the word go. From minute one, complete lost causes. I don't know how you can make those movies work the way that they are designed and written. You know what I mean? Like all that. This movie, I feel like I could take this script and turn it into a much better two-hour or 90-minute movie that works and leaves you with some um, anticipation moving forward. And instead, for me, it's just like, well, it, that movie came and went. I can't say that I'm ever going to watch it again, and I can't say that I'm ever going to want to watch any more of these movies. And I just I don't get how they, how we can't get this right. It just seems like it should be impossible to be this mediocre at everything i just i don't know anyway that's i'm very long-winded i apologize i just i'm frustrated by this experience i in some ways i'd rather just be like well it sucked see ya and instead i'm like well but it could have been why can't we just do this a little bit better i don't i don't understand yeah so for me i mean it's uh it wasn't my cup of tea either i i found myself rolling my eyes and and mm-hmm. and uh bothered by it but then it's like uh at least for me more than ever i realize there is an audience for this i think it's more it's for like 13 year old boys or something more than the other ones are um the whole 
boastfulness of the character, the machismo of it, the the aesthetic of it is like I probably would have been super into that as a 13 year old kid. So I'm I'm okay as a 38, 32 year old bro. That was not for me. But uh, so, but more than ba- Batman for, for Superman and, and even Justice League, I'm like, who is this for? Who's enjoying this? Whereas Aquaman, I'm like, oh, that kid over there is probably thinking this is pretty totally. cool. Yeah. Um, so at least it had that. So I, you know, I always tend to look at these things, these type of movies as, as businesses, as like sales opportunities, you know, this type of popcorn movie. And it's like, oh yeah, this will make money. This was a smart investment. Is it too long? Absolutely. Is it an enjoyable piece of, uh, cinema or <laughs> art or absolutely not. Or as some of the music are some of the music cues and montages and things horrendously cheesy. Sure. But is it a showcase for a charismatic lead? Yeah. In some ways, um, the underwater stuff, uh, was tough for me. I, I just, that looked so bad. I can't, I really hope avatar two looks like that. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> for that, for that underwater mess. But, uh, but, it was, it was, it was just, it, for me, it was like watching not, I had the same experience watching this, not watching like a Pixar, but watching like a Minions movie where I'm like, oh, this isn't, I'm not enjoying this at all, but I, I bet eight year olds are, uh, mm-hmm. but, but bump that up by like six years. Uh, that, that's kind of how I felt watching it. It reminded me of many of the, not necessarily superhero, but many of the tacky kind of pg-13 action movies of my youth that i loved and then when i watch now i go oh this is not this is not a good movie at all but but uh you know it's it served a purpose yeah it uh it definitely hits an audience i was at the uh, earliest screening today at uh my local cinemark and it was completely packed to the gills uh so it's definitely gonna Despite the competition this weekend, uh, clean up at the box office. I'm sure it's already made 300 million or so overseas, and I'm sure we'll we'll end up doing more than that. But Brian, uh, to your point earlier of you can make this into a 90 minute movie that works. I completely agree with you. Um, th- to me, this movie's biggest fault is the running time. Um, there's a scene where. Uh, Amber Heard and Aquaman are on this boat just talking about their, you know, it's where she steals, yeah. she steals yeah. the boat. With her like, playing the flute. Yeah. yeah. That scene, the, uh, the audible groan and like everybody rustling in their chairs moment. of <laughs> This is way too long now. Officially was that yeah. moment. Yeah. That's, that's, totally. that's where you lose everybody. And everyone's just like looking at their watches and leaving and going to the restrooms like, okay, this isn't an ending anytime soon. So I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to make my call right now. Uh, so yeah. Th- if I, if th- I may though, the, the flip side to that argument is I, I do. I also agree. This movie was a little bit overstuffed and it was a little overlong. However, I would rather be a little bit overlong. And when once again, let James Wan make the movie he wants to make, instead of editing the movie to death, like Warner brothers is known to do, right. They did it with justice league. They did it with suicide squad. Yeah. But they like, don't edit to a runtime though. They just edit weird story piece. I would rather it be bad and be short. <laughs> than slightly better and long personally, sure. Sure. but, but, uh, but no, I see your point, Shane, you don't want all the cooks in the kitchen. This definitely had more in it, but, Right, exactly. Like I, mean, I said, I, was... I, I'm not disagreeing that it's long. I'm saying I, I, at least James Wan got to make the movie he didn't want to make. It doesn't feel like there was right too many cooks in the kitchen trying to cut this movie to death for him. 
Yeah, it felt in a way a bit like two movies kind of stuffed together. Uh, the movie yes. with Black Manta yes. and then the movie with him trying to take over yeah. Atlantis His, should have been two different right. movies. His, There's two yes. antagonists. There's two reasons for the antagonists to be motivated to kill Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I, it's an I, origin I, movie plus this Black Manta stuff yeah. on the side all yeah. jammed together. Yeah. And and at the same time, you're trying to establish the world of Atlantis. So there's a, a ton of exposition about the history of it, about the thrones and who's the rightful heir and all this stuff. And at the same time, it has this almost religious cliche of this could be the chosen one to lead us to the promised land kind of thing going on like similar to we mm-hmm. I remember we talked about that in um oz the great and powerful uh, that's like she could be the that could be the one that the prophecies uh you know uh tell us about uh, all this stuff uh yeah which i don't know if that's really a lot of in aquaman more whether than his powers but it seemed like a, there was a huge concentration of that throughout the movie um but yeah no i i think brian to answer your question though and, and this is a long-winded answer of why can't this be 90 minutes because they spent two hundred fifty million dollars, and cutting ninety minutes or cutting an hour out of this would have cost. Yeah, they would have been in the in the L one hundred million dollars in production. Yeah. and so no, they're just like, well, we already yeah. spent. Yeah, it looks crazy and doesn't make any sense at the end of the day. But it's like we're too far in now to turn mm-hmm. back. Yes, and and isn't that the most DC thing ever? Yes, yeah, like that's exactly what happened with those Star Wars prequels. You know, it's like it, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. It, it It's to both what you and Shane are both saying, like to put those two things together. It's like, I'm glad Shane that, that James Wan got to make the movie that he wanted to make, you know, or close to it, whatever. Right. And and I mean, there's always concessions. I understand that. But uh, and and I understand that once you spend all this money, you got to leave it in. Hey, how about a story supervisor on the front end that actually knows what they're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that somebody saying, hey, man. Before we get into making a $250, $250 million movie, this Black Mana stuff doesn't play. It doesn't serve any purpose. It looks real cool, beyond... though, Brian. It looks like a stormtrooper. Dude, I Looks like I Alpha can't. from Power Rangers. That's exactly got, what got, I... Yeah. Got roided up is what it looks <laughs> Dude, like. Dude, I could not... Like, I'd heard... I'd seen Buzz surrounding this. <laughs> the Buzz was good, Shane. Um, <laughs> and, and, and a thing that kind of kept coming up was like man black mantha's cool and it looks really what like i don't look like gi joe retaliation yes it looked like it looked like a power (laughs) like when he's on that one scene where he's fighting aquaman in sicily or wherever um gosh uh it looked like something out of the power rangers and i don't that's not a compliment it looked terrible i don't i don't understand I can't grasp. There are parts of this uh, effects-wise and visuals-wise that I don't personally like, but I, but I can say, oh, it looked, I mean, I get why it was well-made and it's not my particular choice of style, but, but that's fine. I don't, ha- you know, whatever. That is not one of them. That looks awful. That, if that was in that Power Ranger movie last year or the year before, you'd be like, yeah, that fits. That's, that's about right. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Like, I, that was a, that would, <laughs> that should have been cut from the outset and if you're gonna make it can you good gracious make it look good not like something that where there's a voice dub from japanese television i i just i couldn't i couldn't believe that that looked so bad given how many people had said going in like oh yeah black man is really cool i that's 
that I'm dumbfounded by that. That's beyond my my comprehension. Yeah, I can see. Aye, 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 I can aye. see that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I got I definitely flashbacks to that Power Rangers movie last year in a yeah, lot of areas in this. I, I think what a lot of people are responding to though with the Black Manta thing, and, and I'm in the camp. I I thought it was cool. I liked it. But I think what a lot of people are responding to is the fact that they it feels like they were really committed to bringing that comic character on screen, right? Versus kind of shying away from it like when they made the first x-men movie you know nobody thought that it would look cool to put them in those ridiculous uniforms like the yellow leotard that wolverine wears and stuff mm-hmm. so they put them in black leather right which they kind of so it's like they chickened out and they kind of made the the costumes a little bit more you know reasonable so i think everybody assumed that they would do that with black manta because his helmet's always been kind of you know this big ornate thing and and i i kind of like that they stuck to it like I, I mean i thought it was cool but again that's i think part of the reason why i think it's cool is because they I was impressed by how committed they were to making him look just like he does in the comics versus trying to, you know, make him more realistic or more kind of whatever, Mm -hmm. trying to change it because you got scared that people wouldn't like it. You know what I mean? Sure. I yeah, I mean, I get that. And I I mean, that makes sense to me, but I would say don't do that. Like, do the opposite. If the character looks absurd on or looked fine for whatever, 1970s in a comic book, then either leave him there or. I don't know, make him look good. But like the whole like, and now I'm going to shoot. So I cross my arms and do the Des Bryant X and then yeah, and just chopped it. Let's just like, what are we doing here? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get there. It did not. But again, it did not help that. I mean, literally from the first minute that, that whole, uh, that whole side of the story is on screen. I was like, this is not necessary. This is not, this is not good. And it doesn't fit. And I mean, <laughs> Just I don't know. They started him off. They for me at least, they started him off in a terrible position with this whole like, all right, we've we've uh we've taken over this submarine. We're gonna shoot up everybody inside a submarine, which is always a bad idea to fire machine guns in a submarine. But whatever. And then, yeah. and then we're gonna get this like stop down <laughs> for Dad to give him his knife to Dad's, tell him how proud Dad, of him. By the way, Dad is a uh, Dad. <laughs> Dad is uh, shooting grenade launchers in a yeah, missile so, silo yeah. inside <laughs> no, don't do that. at That's Aquaman. A idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Brian, this this movie it's it's almost parody of superhero movies in 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 a really yeah. I think it works in some areas, but I think some it areas, doesn't. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's it takes yeah. a self awareness to that. I mean, some of the one liners in here are like, uh, for example, with the Black Manta of. I'm going to need a bigger helmet, you know? And like, uh, there's one when they first introduced the character, I, I wrote this one down cause it was, Oh, it was like, how could you even see yourself writing this? It says, I don't tell you how to captain. If you don't tell me how to pirate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. I mean that. So yes, that they, and the they next thing I have written down in my notes is chain wallet. So that was a good, <laughs> you write that on most movies though. i do you wish there was more leather that. pants chain wallet is a, it's, a, it's the top two yeah it's shirtless a lot yeah right right and then and that and look that's that's a major obviously that's what we're going for here that's the feature of this aquaman i don't like it but if you like it that's fine and i i'll say this i'm not a i'm not a momoa guy i think he's pretty one no and i'm not um I don't enjoy him off screen or on screen. He just, uh, I just, that's, that's kind of a, a style of human that is not my favorite kind of human, but <laughs> he, 
<laughs> he's better. He was better in this than I expected. He has more, uh, I guess, presence. It's not quite charisma for me, but he well, has, you, he you know what it is, dude. If I, I if I can step in, yeah. I think it's I think it's you can tell whether you like his take on the character or you don't. You can totally tell that Jason Momoa was having fun. Yes, playing this role and that reads right that absolutely reads on screen that he was having a blast making this movie yeah it's just and surprising because he's wet the entire time like <laughs> he had been nine months basically getting water poured on him which i admire him for and yeah. amber heard but she's used no, but to that with johnny depp so go ahead <laughs> oh, <geez>. um <laughs> get the stink off that depth stink you gotta take like 40 showers a day you do yeah. the scarves they never the wash the scarves <laughs> the um, scarves are yeah yeah but no, you're right. You're right, Shane. Like he's having fun with it. I never would have. That is like maybe my biggest surprise out of this whole experience is feeling like the writing did not do Jason Momoa any service. And that that is shocking to me because I I didn't care for him on Game of Thrones. I've never cared for him in anything that he's done. I've always thought he is um, just not great at anything and except being, you know, buff. And that's like I don't I don't care. But um, but but I feel I felt like the fun that he was having was kind of perpetually hamstrung by the lines that he was having to deliver and the the kind of back and forth that his character does of like, I'm too stupid to have ever read a book. But also, I know all of these Greek philosophers and stuff like that. That's just like or, uh, hey, this moment, I'm very uh, heroic and charismatic. But in a minute, I'm going to talk about my own urine. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Such an, that was just it's, pulling in the PKC right. Yeah, yeah, you you had to, <laughs> right, you had to had to have a urine joke in there somewhere. Yep. Um, but it's it's just it was almost. I mean, I don't really care. But if I cared about this, I would be frustrated by the writing just kind of perpetually uh, taking his knees out from under him because he's actually uh, he fits the role very well and he's actually pretty good at it. And you're right, Shane. Like he's definitely having fun with it, and that has that is definitely missing from all of the other DC. I don't know. Affleck looks like he's having a ball. (laughs) (laughs) He so badly wanted to be there. It's uh, uncanny. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's funny to think that Jason Momoa passed on Drax to be Drax for, to be, uh, to be Aquaman (laughs) and to see what it is now and what Drax could be and, and all that. Um, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's not. They're like, well, you get to be shirtless first, and <laughs> you don't have to have paint cover covering you every day. And so we're gonna make you look like a really buff guy with a chain wallet. And it's like, it sounds good. The, the well, the whole introduction to Aquaman, if we if we can't forget, is him uh, beer bonging a like <laughs> handle of Jack and like throwing it into the storm. Remember that. Right. Right. Uh, so that was that's the note we start on in uh, what movie was that Justice League or I don't know. Uh, I think other. that was I think that was Justice League. Yeah. Shane wow. was um was Defoe was that character in Justice League? I I genuinely can't remember, but they he, acted like he was, and I just I can't remember. I'm sorry. No, no. The, the answer to your question is no. He was not oh, okay. in Justice League, but apparently he did shoot scenes for Justice League that got okay. cut out or you know whatever. But yeah, but he was originally intended to be in. Justice League, well, he did not make the final cut. In the first hour of the movie, they keep referencing his him by name. They keep calling that character out by name, Valco or whatever. And I'm like, I don't Volko, excuse me. Volko, I like, yeah. I don't, 
I don't know who they're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. And I, you know, I usually go, for franchise movies, I, I typically will go back and rewatch the previous movies before I go see the new one. But I will never do that for this universe. So I just I just kind of assume like, I guess I forgot that he was in it. But then when they start doing the flashbacks, then you get some of that some of that classic Defoe um, stuff on screen. You're like, oh, OK, that's who they're talking about. Why didn't you show that earlier so that I know who in the world it is you're, you're talking about? I don't that seems that seems like a misstep. Again, it goes back to me of like nobody is supervising the story to put these things together. That just didn't I don't know. That didn't play very well. Yeah, there was a there was you could tell so much worry uh about the uh, how is everybody talking and breathing underwater thing <laughs> there's like several oh my gosh. things of we have this ancient energy source that we discovered and then it blew up one day and everybody was exposed <laughs> to stuff that made them be able to talk and breathe underwater and that's what happened and um there are several lines that uh that had to do oh yeah all atlanteans can can do this and that's the uh right. that's just what right. that's just what happens i mean yeah <laughs> right. luckily for us all the major characters have uh, some sort of genetic modification <laughs> right. that allows them to breathe on land right, right? right. only right. the major characters have. that's what they said yeah and the guys had to have had to have like the uh, nice MacGuffin. the spongebob like uh helmets on that have water on them so they don't die on the surface right. you know right whole thing yeah. that's pretty good um but yeah so they work that in and then there's a whole bit with an ocean master and who's going to be the ocean master is it going to be mythology so much it's um somebody cuts a submarine with a trident at one point like saws it in half like a submarine sandwich essentially actually yeah yeah (laughs) did you did you guys notice that one thing that this movie did do that was i was like whoa enough like you get one a movie and they did it three times was the explosion nearby us like mid-sentence you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes. Like yes. people are having a conversation and something blows up right yeah. by their face. <laughs> it happened three times in this movie. And I was like, well, that's too, too many. You get yeah. one, you know? Yeah. Agree. <laughs> yes. I yes. forgot to it mention. the first time, not after that. I forgot to mention uh, Nicole Kidman eating a goldfish right off the top of the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Thing. That was fun. So we, have, we, yep. we have to introduce her as that was not talking to a goldfish or like. Anything. She e- eats it out of the fish tank, and he's like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't like turn him off. Unlike any woman I've ever seen, she ate a goldfish within two and a half minutes of meeting her. But other than that, yeah, that bit on those dates, yeah, right, so, it, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like, well, let's not close the door yet. Let's just see how this, let's see how this plays out. I um, made a. Uh, I've already ordered appetizers. So <laughs> I'm already in at a loss. <laughs> I made a reference I do, earlier. I do absolutely agree that 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 opening scene was not the best. Like yeah. that's not the tone of the rest of the movie. And it's like if you're trying to reel people in quickly, that was not exactly the way to do it. So bad. I mean, like Nicole Kidman might get an Oscar nomination this year. So how how are her slurping up the goldfish bad. is going to be it's the she, real? Her, she was <laughs> terrible in that scene. She was terrible, and and so was. I can't even remember the guys that her his dad was also bad. I mean, that's just uh, uh, Tamira Morrison, the guy who plays uh, Django Fett. Um, like 
it's just it's a bad it's a bad scene with bad acting that just sets the tone so poorly, just so poorly for some at least for somebody like me who's like, please God, just be decent. I just I just want to walk out of this feeling like everything's okay and right off the bat just being kicked <laughs> in the face with bad acting. I just I don't know. I don't know why we have to end the goldfish slurping again. I just oof. yeah. I will say though the one thing that I did like about that scene and then and a lot of the other like you know action sequences later in the movie the fight choreography in this movie was really well done it, it felt really well rehearsed and it was smooth um, it didn't you know it didn't feel like it was done with that really like th- that style that I hate so much that Jason Bourne like shaky cam where you have no idea what's going on like mm-hmm. these felt like they were really well rehearsed and and well executed fight sequences like that fight in the beginning and then the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I mean, the fight with uh, Aquaman and Orm, like when they're fighting in the Ring of Fire, and then the and then the you know the fight in Sicily when Black Manta shows up again. I thought those were all really like the the execution of them was really well done. I thought all of the fight sequences on land looked really good, and the ones in the water looked horrible. But I but the the Orm Aquaman one especially was just was just a lot of Patrick Wilson screaming and stuff. Uh, it that one that one didn't play for me, but I, they, yes, I like at the very least they were not there was no no action sequence in here that was like embarrassing like some of them have been yeah. in the past. Like Justice League is is embarrassing on the action side. Right. Of things. And this was this was not that case. Like a lot of it was just like this is not really my the tone that I would want in the fight scene, but that's fine. It's underwater. I really don't think that Warner brothers thought about the fact that this was going to be underwater until after they'd already greenlit. And then it was like, Oh yeah, this is going to look weird. How are we going to, how are we going to do that? I don't know. Did you guys feel like the underwater voice sound effect was very hit or miss? Like sometimes it was there and sometimes it wasn't. And it didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for that. Yeah, and they could they could uh, stand in the middle of a stadium and just talk, and everybody is could hear you. You know, there mm-hmm. didn't seem to be any physics involved at all in any of the. Yeah. How yeah. is this happening? But hey, it's Aquaman. You know, like I said, yeah, they throw that's... they throw in enough lines to where it's like, I need to stop thinking about this because they're trying to not make it a thing beyond what it sure. already is, and uh, by adding I don't know free references or lines about it, that's that's when it was like. They were trying yeah. to knock it out of your memory completely, mm-hmm. but but no, yeah, and, yeah, and and like I I feel like that you know anyone who's listened to this show knows like that's I don't feel like I'm pin I'm like uh, the guy who who nitpicks on tiny little things like I understand that they're movies and stuff. My my issue is more if you're gonna do the sound effect voice thing, some of the time you have to do it all the time. You can't you can't just kind of pick and shoot i'd be fine without it like i can i can movie magic away the idea that oh right we're underwater how are they talking like this that's fine it's a movie but if you're gonna start the underwater scenes with voice echo thing then that has to carry out like you have to keep doing that in every underwater sequence and it to me at least for me like it did not seem like that was the case it seemed like sometimes they remembered and sometimes they didn't (laughs) the the guys forgot to yeah, he's like, oh, in on the mixing the thing. To turn on the effect on Pro Tools. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, it, it, for me personally, it wasn't really an issue. I, I didn't really, it, it, it might have gone in and out. I don't know, but I wasn't really paying attention to that. So the, the underwater stuff for me was fine. Like, I, you know, in that first underwater scene, I think like Dolph Lundgren and 
Patrick Wilson. I was I was paying attention to how Patrick Wilson's like man bun like floated, but <laughs> but after that, like I stopped paying attention to. So it's yeah, I'm I'm with you, Brian. It's like it's it's a, it's whatever. It's movie magic. It's Aquaman. They can talk underwater. That's kind of how it is. I didn't find any of the underwater stuff distracting. What about you, Richard? I didn't like the look of it. I pers- it just yeah. seemed like a filter to me. And then some gravity piece. I didn't mind the audio as much, which is weird because I'm very audio oriented. I'm not very visually critical. Um, but but the look of it seemed cheap to me. It's the only, I just thought the it it didn't look like a big two hundred million dollar blockbuster when it was underwater, and it did when it when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how do you? That's again not to you know maybe you don't make Aquaman in twenty eighteen. Right. Maybe you wait till twenty forty when we can do it. But but part of that's just like you know it's going to be bad when they make aquaman because it's got to be underwater so yeah sure i don't know i get it it's funny they did the best they could that's funny that uh speaking of the uh, only have abilities when you're a big character um you notice how only the big characters had flowing hair and everybody else had hair that was extremely <laughs> pulled back and yeah. like a tight like yeah. it's not gonna we're not gonna have to animate your hair underwater because you're not important enough so only <laughs> right. aquaman right. and yeah yeah <laughs> I get the flowing like, uh, and and uh, Dolph Lundgren, by the way, right. gets gets right. his, and for sure, this movie has like so many weird celebrity, so much a weird cast. I don't know. The casting is not good for this. I think it's mm-hmm. such a there's too many big names, and it just throws you out of of the moment. Like Nicole Kidman being in this, I don't know, is weird. Jameson Momoa is new enough to where he can be Aquaman forever. But it just yeah. took me out of it every time Willem Dafoe showed up or every time, you know, knowing that Julie Andrews was the big monster was kind of jarring, too. Bad it's like, it's a very yeah. weird, very yeah. weird thing. But That whole, yeah, the giant monster kaiju thing was another example of just got to shoehorn this. Like, I I knew that. Obviously, I knew the runtime going in, and I I expected I'm going to get to a point where I'm I just want this to get done. Mm-hmm. At some point, it dawned on me like I <laughs> I turned my phone off. Usually, usually I don't. Usually, I see movies at times when there's nobody else in the theater, and I can have my phone out to take notes or whatever. And I hadn't checked the time in a while, but I I kind of realized like, gosh, I've been here a really long time. And I turned on my phone, and I saw the time. And I was already well over two hours of runtime by the point that I checked my phone. And I was like, we haven't even gotten to the final fight yet. Like, we're yeah. not even close. He doesn't to even it have the trident, point. right? He yeah. doesn't even have the trident yet. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's And I'm like screaming to myself. And then we get the kaiju monster, which is another just shoehorned overstuffed thing. And I mean, good for Julie Andrews to get a paycheck, but. What like that? That's a that's a Ron Livingston as the face of Sprint hire. If I've ever seen one, you could get literally anybody to do that voice for, for I mean, twenty five seconds, you know. And mm. clearly because they just announced her as the voice two days ago, so it's. And then we got to have her pop out for the final. But ba- that was for a movie. That's like my other pet peeve. If you're gonna overstuff the movie, then you better make that last sequence that we've been building towards really work. And instead the whole battle is really just kind of scene setting for the, uh, the duel between Orm and Aquaman. So it's, it's, it's another thing where we're just like, we could cut that out. We could find ways around these gigantic, uh, via, you know, FX set piece mm-hmm. sort of things with, with 
they uh like a, a kaiju running around the, the, huh. the, the monster it, it looked like it almost looked like uh remember the the independence day sequel from a couple years ago when the right. <laughs> resurgence black, yeah. yeah resurgence when it's like the this <clears throat> giant queen monster or whatever is out on the sand and and coming to kill everybody it looked kind of like that underwater and I, I thought well i don't i don't know if that's what i would try to look like but there okay. is so much in this movie uh-huh, it's like yeah. a scene like i said with the, on the boat after she's playing the flute and they get attacked by like creatures of some kind I don't know. Strange. It's well over two hours into the movie, Brian, and they're still introducing us to new yes. worlds. Like now we're in the cave world. We're in the desert inside a cave in a, in the desert. We're, we're uh, in pitbull world. Yeah, yeah, we're ocean to ocean land. Um, we we're we're now in the uh, Guillermo del Toro Shape of Water creature universe. <laughs> in the uh, what was it called? Fishman. They were actually yeah, called that. Fishman. Yeah. Um, Fishman. Yeah. And um, I think that's I think that's the thing that would have streamlined this movie the most is if we would have gotten rid of that kind of storyline of Patrick Wilson's character having to unite like the seven kingdoms of the sea. If you just made them all Atlanteans and they all just look different because diversity exists. Mm -hmm. Let's you know. Let's just make Maybe them all Atlanteans. California, and... <laughs> but uh, you know, let's just make them all Atlanteans, and then that would have cleaned up at least fifteen minutes of this movie, and I think it would have streamlined it a little bit more. Or cut yeah. out the '80s tech build montage with Black Manta. It seriously has mu- music that's like, "We're gonna reach our goals today. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. do." It's yeah. like the most. It was like it sounded. It was like Team America level of. Of montage, yes. and then yes. they follow that up with a Sicily "We're in Love" montage with uh, with Aquaman and um, Redhead. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to ask because I'm not I'm not score guy on this show. Mm-hmm. That's you, Kent. I thought the score was terrible. Oh, it was bad. Like it kept with the synthy stuff was fine. I felt like the synthy kind of uh, background stuff actually worked, kind of fit with the the look and the aesthetic and stuff, but it kept, there's so many scenes that were scored by like something that got left on the floor from a Christopher Columbus movie in 1994. Like it just like super like very touching and uh, Kevin McAllister creeping out from under his bed sort of notes. And I just like, what, what's happening here? Like that, that should be, that should be easy. It should never be difficult to put together a back a score that you're just like I didn't even notice it you know I I don't I, I anyway I, again I'm not score guy but the, it that one that drove me crazy and it had no consistency either I think it was ultimately I, the score was ultimately forgettable right which I think is kind of in a, in a way that's worse than being bad um, See, I I kind of go the opposite Shane I think I'd rather your score be forgettable or unnoticeable than like to me. <laughs> Like the best NBA refer, the best uh, NBA games are officiated when you're like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know the name of the official. Take every Marvel than... movie though, you don't remember sure. any of those. Yeah, that's exactly. That's they exactly blend. Right. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can take risks, or you can just do essentially temp music over everything, and right. no one's gonna say anything. And this took kind of the opposite approach to that, trying to be big right. and bold and bombastic at, at times, and didn't didn't really work. Uh, a lot didn't work nearly as well as it did in Wonder Woman or even in Justice League. So mm-hmm. interestingly enough, I'm looking now the the guy who did the score for this movie did the score for Wonder Woman. Wow. Yeah, they didn't de- definitely a... didn't have the cues then that Wonder Woman right. had. 
Right. That one Cuban Wonder Woman where she comes out on the World War II battlefield, you know, and she's like, "Yeah, the trench sequence." Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty great. Um, By the way, we got to touch on this because Brian skipped over it real quick. There has never been a movie ever made ever that it's appropriate to put a Pitbull song in it. No, ever unless it's if in you're Miami. making a documentary yeah. about Pitbull, <laughs> you, you get somebody else. Right. Yeah. If you made a documentary about Pitbull, you still get somebody else to do the music. Just come yeah. on. Enough with that. Unless you're going ocean to ocean to a place in Africa and it gives you the opportunity <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. to cover said song called Africa. That would be the perfect <laughs> chance right. for Pitbull. Right. To... No, doesn't. So Pit- what Pitbull... you're saying is perfect. This fits perfect. No, Pitbull. Listen, this is Aquaman. This is. Like we, like I was talking about earlier, this is the most median uh, thing you could probably get. So Pitbull mm-hmm. is the most median music you could probably ever think of as pop music. Uh, it's a perfect marriage, in my opinion, of just this is – it's like <laughs> Entourage. Would... It's like would you be surprised if Nickelback did the theme to the Entourage no. movie? Nick no, because you'd be like – this way more than Pitbull does, I think. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. No, he, I'm, I'm, no Pitbull's got like a like the the whole island thing and the whole Mr. Worldwide, and I'm I don't know. Pitbull Pitbull's entire discography feels like it exists to use as scene transitions in between the Fast and the Furious movies, and and even then it's like nah, we can get somebody better than Pitbull, you know? Like eh, yeah, no, no thanks. Like, that's my point. That's what I'm saying, Kent. Like it's it's. <laughs> I don't care. Got... I, to me, it just didn't surprise me that Pitbull was like, oh, oh yeah, of course, you know. I'm not gonna... of course from like gosh this is bad but like for me it's like if if your aquaman has a chain wallet and 14 leather bands on his arm and a bunch of rings oh, and all this true. stuff like shouldn't the shouldn't the soundtrack be like saliva fuel saliva or something and mm-hmm. pod instead of pitbull i don't i just <laughs> it's true. i think he's got a point ken i think he's got a just, point. that's no a that's song, a point you know but that's again I, they were going ocean to ocean, and they were in Africa. I, I, yeah, so it's, it's very literal. We need Disturbed's cover of Africa, <laughs> yeah. which would be really good. <laughs> Disturbed. <laughs> now we're talking. It's powerful, Kent. Have you seen it? It's powerful. It is powerful. Yeah, it's 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 just that just didn't seem like I got upset when because you know I love the White Stripes and I love Jack White and I was very frustrated when they used uh, the hardest button to button in the the Justice League trailer, but that would fit at least like that kind of like a sort of a guitar heavy riff would fit this movie significantly more so than <laughs> than the cover yeah. of a cover uh from earlier this year like Reggae. that was written last week, right there's no question that that song was written last week song it was well you, it's got the banksy references in it that are um, referencing something that happened like three and a half months ago or literally it's funny yeah. it's so where does this um i can't believe we've waited this long to talk about this but how and where does this affect the PGR cinematic universe? Because <laughs> where in the timeline chain does this fall? This, this is the most current day. This is the most so, recent. Yeah. So, th- so uh, in the timeline of the movie, I believe that this is set after the events of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I think this is this is post uh, PJU. So, <laughs> it's so it's still a part of the. The PJCU, I guess. Um, I think so. I think we're. I think we're slowly but surely moving away from it. But uh, yeah, you know. But I think this. This maybe this is the kickoff of phase two. So the, so the time that we met Aquaman in the previous films, he was not yet the king of Atlantis. He was just a dude 
who knew he was an Atlantean <laughs> that was going around and being Aquaman. Yeah, I guess, right? See, again, like that having this movie, like this movie, don't like this movie. This movie needed to come out like way before yes. Justice League did because yes. you didn't really care about Aquaman in Justice League. And if you would have seen this movie first, you would have been excited to see him show up on screen, right? In Justice League because you, you kind of know what he's going through, but instead he just kind of exists um in in justice league so yeah why this movie you know why they didn't just wait on justice league i i don't know but mm-hmm. again i don't i don't run warner brothers maybe i should but i don't no they have but again it's just it's yes i think you're right like it, it's a it's just kind of a further the further we get into this universe and i keep hoping they're gonna hit the reset but the further we get in, the more the more you feel like, gosh, if y'all just would have done this right from the get go, we would be just sitting in such a different and better position. And instead, you know, it's it's kind of a perpetual dig the ditch further or just kind of maintain the ditch rather than actually actually building up. Because you're right, Richard. I mean, sorry, Shane. It's it's if if this came out, there's. <laughs> It just it furthers the feeling that like why in the world did you do Batman v Superman second and Justice League fourth by sort of on accident because of the Wonder Woman stuff like why why yeah. why didn't you do so that they Man could do some Steel, some cool Batman. machete order thing yeah Brian. I know gosh yes but just. <laughs> They just had to be cool. You know, they couldn't. You got to do things. We got to go counter. Yeah. We can't do what Marvel's doing. And you just want to be like, but what Marvel's doing works for a reason. Like, that's why they do it that way is because it's dumb to try to introduce a major character like Aquaman after you've already done the team up movie. It's stupid. It just right. I, come on. Like, that just I, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I just don't know how that that gets past 400 layers of cho- of people of decision makers who who make these movies. I mean, these are huge, huge movies. They're talking. We've spent multi billions of dollars to develop these movies. How did nobody say what we should do is Man of Steel first, then Batman, then Wonder Woman, then Aquaman, then we do the team up movie or the versus movie. Then we, you know, and just go from there. Like that doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I just don't see how that was so difficult to figure out. Right, because you because when you do the team up movie, you only get to introduce one new character. Right? right. Take a look at Civil War. Right. Civil War introduced Black Panther, and it did it well because it was the only new character you needed to mm-hmm. learn. Sure. Right. It didn't try to introduce Black Panther, Ant Man. You know, and well, I mean, I suppose it did introduce Spider Man as well. So. You know, but again, it just it did it. Their story arcs were small enough that it was like it, it did it fine, right. right? Right. And with Justice League, you tried to introduce three major characters who had huge story arcs, and you didn't really give us any backstory. Um, and this, yeah, you know. But I think just slowly transitioning back to Aquaman for just a second. I mean, I think it is kind of important to note you, you're kind of you got to at least as far as James Wan is concerned, you got to play the cards you're dealt, right? I mean, I'm sure he didn't get yes, you know. That's not he, his fault for sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. He can't recast Jason Momoa. He can't single-handedly change the course of the DCEU in terms of tone and whatever. So, again, you know, it's like, do you want to make this movie or not? And it's like, you know, when he said yes, it's like, all right, I'll do what I can. Plus, the other thing that's 
you know, that's kind of important to note, right, is that Aquaman for years uh, has been the butt of every superhero joke ever, right? Because he's, you know, as a character, he's kind of ridiculous. His big powers, he can talk to fish with his mind, which is kind of silly, right? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people remember him as the goofy, you know, blonde-headed, uh, like from the Super Friends cartoon back in the 70s. So again, it's like, I think that this movie had an uphill I think this yes. movie had an uphill battle from the start. Um, and while I, I don't think that it's perfect, I think it, it deserves a little bit of credit for at least pulling off what it did. You know? Sure, sure. The the flip side of that is, again, to, to continue the what are you doing Warner Brothers argument is um, don't make an Aquaman movie like that. I mean, that if, if, if you have all these issues, because you're you're absolutely right, Shane, like it's a. He's kind of a goofy side character, and that's totally fine. You know what Marvel hasn't done is make him a Hawkeye movie. You know, like it's it's okay right. to have some of these characters be your feature players and some of them be your background. And you don't have to have there's no law that says you've got to make an origin movie for all of these mo- these characters. Like you can let some of them just be side characters. So if I'm looking at Justice League, of of all of the the various uh, superheroes that are part of Justice League, I'm making Batman movies, Superman movies, Wonder Woman movies, and maybe we find another one somewhere in there that that works. This Plastic Man thing, or, or I don't know. Maybe there's actually an interesting way to do Robin. I don't I don't know, but regardless, like you can find it. Cyborg doesn't really need one. I don't know that Aquaman really needs you know all these side characters. So the like. Flash. The Flash. The Flash actually is one that you should be doing. You should just not do it with the current version of the Flash. But, um, but my point is like, like I get, I totally get what you're saying, Shane. I'm not trying to go against that, but I, I feel like yes, we we can give James Wan especially. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's happening here that's not his fault. There's some stuff that definitely is his fault, but some of it's not. And and I give him, I think he's a good filmmaker, so I, you know, I give him credit for that. But I can't give. DC credit Warner Brothers credit for like well they kind of had the the cards stacked against them on how to to do this character because it's a side character it's underwater it's blah 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 this stuff and it's like yeah but they chose to make the movie so they got to make it good you know or decent and I I I don't know they made it entertaining so I'll give them I'll give them that that's that's what I would I'd give credit for I just don't see how this goes back to my this is my perpetual argument when I don't like a like a uh, a blockbustery franchise type movie because I love blockbuster franchise movies and when they're not good or they're not well done or the writing is just so mismatched and bad that that it, it frustrates me my my go to is always like I don't get why you can't do both you can make a blockbuster fun tentpole movie that appeals to mass audiences and also make it good. And I and I I don't I've never understood when we have Marvel movies, we have Star Wars movies, we have some like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a great example. That's both. It is and it's the most successful movie in this franchise, right? Like you made a fun I'm on a rant. I'm sorry. Uh, you, anyway, you made a fun blockbuster movie that is also quality and good. And I and I and it doesn't have you don't have to pick one of those two things. You can have both. And yeah, I it's wish not, it's not binary. Cool. You can be good and right. you can be enjoyable right. at the same time. Yes. And this is cool. I, I, again, I, I, I credit that this is much closer than what we've gotten in some of the, the – again, this is just – this one I can say very easily, hey, it's not my cup of tea, and there's some, a lot of frustrating things about it, and I wish that it was better, but it's, it's 
much more understandable as an enjoyable fun. Hey, I really like that movie versus Batman v Superman and Justice League and, and Suicide Squad that are just like, you know, assaulting my eyeballs and ears on a, you know, a, a constant perpetual basis. Sorry, that was very ranty. I apologize. Man, uh, this movie tried to say a little bit more than it probably had to. Um, I'm referencing the the whole pollution angle it takes too. With yeah, mankind doesn't deserve because they, you know, I don't. It, the uh, it, basically the garbage patch in the ocean washes ashore, and then it creates this whole debate of uh, whether we're mm-hmm. treating the oceans right. So that was just I thought that was thing to add. that was a positive. Yeah, I thought that was a that was a smart play for what they're trying to get across. Did you did y'all do we like that? I don't I don't know. For yeah, me, I worked. agree. I, you got to give your villain something actual to be upset about, right? It's it's really boring when your villain just wants to rule the world. So mm-hmm. having your villain kind of pissed off at the surface world because they pollute too much. I, yeah, I buy that. I thought it was fine. They they had the. Um... It was funny when they were talking about the Black Mantis stealing the stealth submarine, and they were like, uh, he escaped because he stole the uh, Navy's classified stealth submarine. And she's doing that as she's showing the literal blueprints to it on the news. Yeah, Yeah. think this one through, guys, a little bit. Uh, By the way, if you want to make your own, here it is. Yes. That's for any of you DIY people out right. there, um, um, all you a, need is about twenty-three million dollars, and you can build it yourself. Another little cliche is any movie that's that's uh, I guess has to do with mythology has to have a an arena battle scene in it too, mm-hmm. which they had here, very gladiator esque scene. And um, let's see what else. Oh, and the octopus drummer. I got to remember. Yes, Gosh, the octopus why? drummer. Why? Yeah, we could have done without that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that that is trying to be fun. And in some ways, I credit that because that is so missing from Justice League and and BVS. Like, there's no fun being had by anyone. But (laughs) but it's like, it's trying too hard. It's like, hey, guys, we can laugh. See, there's a giant octopus playing a huge set of drums. Isn't that funny? And you're like... No, it's stupid, and it doesn't it doesn't guy, go. With, it's happening here. Like the uh, the goon guy gets his helmet blown off, and then he sticks his head in the toilet so that he can I stay alive. To myself. I was I was like trying to cut my my wrist in that that scene. That was so <laughs> so stupid. Could have just peed on it. <laughs> yeah, got got to work in a got to work in a pee joke. Um, I already. I already referenced it, but uh, Amber Heard (laughs) is the most DC actress like of all time. It's I I'll give her the same kind of excuse that I gave Jason Momoa of like, I don't think that the writing did her any favors whatsoever. Um, She cannot act. She is not good. She doesn't have any any sort of uh of screen presence whatsoever and it it just it appears to me that we cast amber her and she looks ridiculous with the hair too the hair just doesn't do her any favors and then it's very difficult to take her seriously in that in the get up um i it she just she very much see it comes across as well we got to hire a hot girl that's all that it is and i 
that drives me insane because it's 2018 and we can be better than that. And I don't, <laughs> I would like for, if you're going to, we've, we've taken big strides over the last few years of if we're trying to, it's not just that we're trying to have more representation, but we're also trying to give the women in our movies more things to do instead of just standing around and looking pretty. And then this is like the complete antithesis of everything that we have tried to get across over the last few years. For me, at least, I just was like, this is painful every time she's on screen. And I feel bad for her in some ways. And in other ways, I'm just like, I don't know that that <laughs> I just I don't know if this acting thing is is going to work out for you. It's just it was it was very painful to me. I agree. I, I mean, she was absolutely you know <clears throat> she was i think the weakest link in this uh, chain of of actors and actresses in the film I, yeah i do agree that she didn't really uh, bring much to the uh, to the table here other than you know she fit that green suit pretty well right right exactly yeah yeah i can't disagree uh so yeah man i'm all aquamaned out i'm just <laughs> nothing surprised me in it and um it was the most baseline down the middle superhero movie I've seen in a long time. Um, it took almost no risks other than, than the Pitbull Africa cover. And yeah, <laughs> weird, weird hill to die on, on that yeah. one. Right. Just, and, that's a, that's a... I mean, uh, it, it's just, there's just about, there's about 10 scenes that I could cut and no one yeah. would care or no. Yeah. Uh, so, totally. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And, from day one, when they they announced this movie, they have the poster and everything. The poster, I know this is a nitpick, but like the A on the poster and the A of the uh, like Aquaman logo are off center, and it bugs the crap out of me <laughs> that you can go to that level of detail yeah. and miss Design something that there. easy. Yeah, just go look yeah. at it. It's gonna you're gonna yeah. never gonna unsee it that the middle A in Aquaman is not centered with the little logo and it's the most like infuriating thing. And it just perfectly <laughs> describes this movie. It's like, it's yeah. trying to be just perfect, but it's a little too off center for me to give it a full recommend. So that's, that's kind of where I fall on, on Aquaman, but I'm ready for grades. If you guys are please. Yes. Sure. Sorry for all the ranting. I yeah, apologize sorry about that. Um, I'm going to, give Richard's grade, which was a C minus. He had to, he had to leave, but he did send his grade in advance and he gave it a C minus. Um, I'm going to go higher than him. I'm going to go with a B minus. Um, that's what I think it is. It's probably should be a B, but there's too much of my personal taste that I don't like to keep it a B. And so I'm going to knock it down a half letter with a B minus. Sure. Uh, so is that, is that yeah. fresh for you when we input our Rotten Tomato scores? Uh, is that no, I guess it would not be because the okay. B minus for me is the, is the rotten territory. Okay. Uh, slightly rotten, but okay. uh, B or, uh, or over is my fresh uh, scale. Okay. But yeah, sadly, uh, we're going to have to knock this one down. I know like it's hard for me to s say anything positive and then ultimately give it a rotten grade. But, uh, but yeah, oh, I would say I'm, no, I'm way more no. positive on it than I was going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. What's your grade, Shane? Brian? Shane, what about you, man? Yeah, I would. I would absolutely agree with Ken. I would give it a B minus as well. Although on my scale, a B minus would be 
the the last vestige of fresh right anything see or below now i will also say this if anybody from warner brothers is listening i've said it before i've said it i'll say it again this movie would have been so much better if at the end batman shows up and saves the day like there has not been a single movie ever made (laughs) That couldn't be improved by putting Batman. Shinless list, Batman. Put him in there, right? Yeah. Like, except, except ironically, Batman v Superman. But, <laughs> Batman yeah. shows up like in the Bat Sub, you know, and just starts like crushing Atlanteans. Yeah. The A plus that so would have bumped this shark up to an A plus. Spray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shark repellent spray. That's the one time he could have used it, right? Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So B minus for me. All right, that's fair. I I'm on. Uh... I'm on team RB here. I'm, I'm, I'm going C minus and it's a, there's definitely, there's way more positives about this than, uh, than some of the other movies, but I, that doesn't, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's uh positivity by, by default in some ways. I look I, Momoa was much, I, I enjoyed Momoa much more than I, than I thought I would. I feel like this is a much more enjoyable movie and I get why people are going to like it and enjoy it. It's just, it's really frustrating from a filmmaking perspective. And I just don't feel like it should be this difficult to make superhero movies that are, you know, that are okay, that are decent enough. And instead just that, that I have to qualify it in so many ways. It's just, it's, I'm tired of it. It's frustrating. So I'll go C minus. Definitely not going to be in my uh, worst 10 of the year. So again an upgrade yeah. from uh from the la- the previous three minus minus wonder woman but but uh i've i've seen a worst comic book movie this year at least one so there's there's that but just i don't know man i just want this to be i want these to be better i want to enjoy these more than i do do you guys think that there's any like equivalent uh marvel movie uh that would kind of correspond to like this kind of level <laughs> not for me but um, but I'm a Marvel shill, as everyone knows. I, right, you're on the Marvel payroll, so yeah, I get a lot of a lot of money from from Disney. This uh, this three bedroom house rents itself thanks to those uh, those payments from from Marvel Disney. But now, like, if this was a if this was the Marvel if this was the Marvel movie if this was a Marvel movie, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, I mean, for me personally, and it's fine if you totally disagree. Again, let's we can agree to disagree. This would be the worst of the Marvel movies, as would. Almost all of these movies. Um, Reminds me, me of but... something like Valerian or something mm-hmm. yeah. like Jupiter Ascending. I don't know. Underwater Fifth Element kind of. Yeah. In some ways. See, to me, it kind of reminded me, the movie that I keep coming back to is Doctor Strange, where I'm just like, you know, with, the, with me, with Doctor Strange, it was like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. Yeah. Like, but it right, wasn't I, two and a half hours. See, there's the trick. Right. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Kind of, it's you Not get in, and you get out, and yeah. you and you're done. And this is I just think, like a beating. Yeah, yeah. No, um, to both of your point, like I feel like uh, my criticisms of this movie are much more about the structure and the choices made in, in like putting this on screen more so than the content, which is is much more. I I don't know if it's <laughs> regardless. The Doctor Strange. If you don't like Doctor Strange, if you don't like uh, you know, like the first Captain America, the first Thor, like some of these movies, I think they're comparable in terms of the on-screen quality. But the it's to me, it's like the filmmaking aspects of it that are. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but the filmmaking aspects of this are just porous or bad on so many levels and you just don't i just don't get like this is this movie maybe even more so than any of the others in this universe would benefit from 
the Disney Marvel assembly line approach because the like the, the basics are there. It's just the the uh, like the assembling of the parts that doesn't work for me and and comes across with like these spots where you're just like, why that's basic stuff. You should be able to figure that out. And that's that's kind of frustrating. Um anyway, but Richard and I in the in the Mary Poppins Returns episode, we talked about the Disney assembly line and how you just kind of crank movies out and sometimes you get you get a great one, but most of the time you just get a, you know, solid one. And this one to me is like the thing that that would benefit the most from having decision makers who make who understand how to make good decisions and and create quality baseline type movies because this is like you said can't like this is the most base of all the the dc movies to me totally well uh yeah i agree i'm sure we will uh i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll hit some kind of a uh a sequel eventually to yeah, this, you know sure. so I I can guarantee they they did a Wonder Woman sequel and we'll do one to this. I can't guarantee anything beyond that for for the PJCU, but uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> okay, um, this has been good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we got more content coming from you guys. Happy holidays uh, for you guys. Uh, have a happy holidays and enjoy uh, the rest of this. Uh, these reviews that we're pumping out over the next few days and enjoy the VIP where we're, we're uh, talking uh, the Sting. And we're talking. Ooh, uh, that's a good movie. We talked the original Mary Poppins in there too, and uh, recently. So check that out. And uh, if not, we'll uh, see you guys on the other side at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs.